All right, let's get into it. Happy Wednesday. It is September 13th. We're coming to July from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems Downtown Studios. For our friends at Doug Lacey's Basement Systems, Crack Foundation, Bowling Foundation Walls, we have a simple permanent solution to stabilize your foundation. Contact Basement Systems. They're all things basementy. You can visit them at DL Basement Systems. Com. A busy Wednesday program coming your way. Lots of Calgary Flames chatter. Lots of uh, members of the Calgary Flames back in town getting set for training camp. There was also the unofficial kickoff to the season with the Calgary Flames and the Flames Foundation hosting their 42nd annual Calgary Flames Celebrity Charity Golf Classic. They're out at Country Hills Golf and Country Club. The big show this morning with Russick and Rose had plenty of Flames guests, a couple of Flames members doing uh, media today as well, including Noah Hannafin, Elias Lindholm, Jonathan Huberto, and GM Craig Conroy. Hannafin and Lindholm, of course, the the center of speculation this summer for the Calgary Flames, the will-they-won't-they return only continue today with some interesting comments from both. We'll hear from all four of those members of the Calgary Flames that spoke today and react coming up in just a few moments' time. The baseball on your radios later tonight. Jays and Rangers game three of that four-game set goes tonight from Rogers Center. The Rangers have leapfrogged. The Toronto Blue Jays in the AL wildcard race thanks to a 6-3 win last night. Max Scherzer picked up the win. Robbie Grossman had a two-run home run. And the Jays not doing so well in a key series for them. It's another 5-0-7 first pitch tonight. Yusei Kikuchi gets the mound for the Jays. He's 9-5 on the season. It'll be Jordan Montgomery going for the Texas Rangers. We'll have more on the Toronto Blue Jays a little bit later on in the program. Also, you don't want to miss an hour two. Andy McNamara, our fantasy football guru. Another edition of Ask Andy's coming your way. If you want to start sending in your questions now, feel free to do so on the fan feedback line, 960-960. It's always open to you here on Sportsnet today, but if you want an early start on waiver wire questions, trade decisions, anything, start, sit, whatever, uh, Andy McNamara, another edition of Ask Andy coming up. Later on in the program, plus our pal Julian McKenzie from The Athletic. His latest piece on a couple of storylines to watch for ahead of Flames training camp. We'll dive into that with J-Mac a little bit later on in the program. And with my outstanding producers, Cam and Taylor, this afternoon, let's get right into it. The Calgary Flames in the spotlight today at the Golf Course Country Hills Golf and Country Club. Uh, it's These sort of annual kickoff to the season, lots of players back in town. Raising money for the Flames Foundation. It does so much great work in our city. And it's an opportunity for a lot of Flames players back in town to talk to the media in Calgary one-on-one for the first time since the offseason. And a couple of Flames players who have been in the spotlight had that chance to do so today. That included Noah Hannafin and Elias Lindholm. You know what the situation is with both of these guys. Let's quickly rehash it. Got to the end of last season. Reports came out that Noah Hannafin was not interested in re-signing with the Calgary Flames. Seemed as though that would be a a conversation for Craig Conroy to have with other teams about potentially moving the pending UFA defenseman sometime this offseason. 
whether it was at the draft, free agency, nothing has culminated in a Noah Hannafin trade. And as we enter training camp, number 55, the most regular partner of Rasmus Anderson on the Flames uh, decor, is still a member of the Calgary Flames. And as of right now, whether you listen to Frank Saravalli on Flames Talk, Elliot Friedman from Sportsnet, or Pat Steinberg here on Flames Talk as well, it doesn't seem as though there's a Noah Hannafin trade on the horizon. And we were sort of just taking a wait-and-see approach as to when that might happen. But Noah raised a couple of eyebrows with some interesting comments today at the Flames Golf Tournament, Celebrity Golf Tournament, about maybe his future in Calgary not being as cut and dry as it once seemed. Maybe there is a door to Noah Hannafin remaining with the Calgary Flames. Let's take you back a little bit earlier today at the golf course, Noah Hannafin speaking to the media in Calgary. Well, Noah, just a lot of talk just about uh, this year for you and a couple other guys, but how do you approach this year? And I guess just the idea of being back or, you know, kind of seeing how your future plays out. Yeah, no, I'm excited. You know, it's been, uh, you know, it's been kind of a crazy summer and, you know, a lot of speculation. We're not out there, a lot of change in the, in the organization, but really excited to be back, you know, be back with all the guys. And, you know, I got here last week, been skiing with everybody and, I think it's a big year for us as a group, and you know I'm just excited to get it going. Craig indicated that in the summer you had suggested that you might not sign here long term, but that that door was still very much open. Is that how you see it as well? Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, I think uh, I think there's just a lot to digest last summer after after the year we had not making the playoffs, and um, you know a lot of expectations on the team. And for me personally, you know, I just want to see uh, you know, how this year kind of played out a little bit and, and take my time a little bit, but. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a big year for the group and, and a big bounce back year for us and, and me individually as well. So, um, you know, I'm excited to get it going. What would have to happen for you to consider staying beyond this season? Um, I'm not sure yet. You know, I, I haven't really thought too much about it. You know, I think right now it's just about having a good camp, you know, kind of focusing on the now and coming out and having a good start with the team and, and, and winning some hockey games and, and seeing where it goes from there. You know, it's a great group of guys, great organization, so many good people here. I love the city. Um, you know, so I'm just... Uh, I'm just excited to see how it plays out a little bit. Are you willing to have conversations in season about extending, or is it sort of? Yeah, you know, for sure. I think uh, you know, Craig and my agent kind of handle that that whole business side of it. You know, my uh, my agent Pat, and, and uh, I kind of let them handle that. And I told I told my agent, you know, this is a big year for us as a group, and I just want to focus on hockey right now. And you know, if there's conversations that need to be had, you know, it'll be had. So I'm, uh, like I said, I'm just kind of focused on on the on the game right now. You're you're approaching potentially something you've never experienced before, which is unrestricted free agency. Does that kind of add a little bit of nerves or excitement or pressure to a guy? Like how do you approach? No, no, for sure. I mean, I think it's 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 a big year, but you know, it's just uh, it's just another year as well. You know, I've played I've played for uh, for a long time now. It's gonna be my ninth season, and just gotta go out and you know, I feel I've learned learned a lot and, and, and gotten better in different areas and. I'm looking to take another stride in my game this year and, and, and see what happens. Was there anything different about your season, off-season training that uh, you wanted to implement into the coming into this year? No, I think it, I mean unfortunately, you know, it was a little bit of a longer off-season than we would have wanted. But you know, I think uh, just you know having that shoulder surgery a couple of years ago got to, to work on that a little bit and got a little bit stronger in the summer. So um, you know, I feel good. My body feels good, and, and uh, just really excited to get it going. When you look at this group uh, on paper right now, this is a pretty pretty solid roster. Top to bottom. Uh, does that kind of play into decisions that you and others make, or or is this just a matter of seeing how it goes out of the gate? No, it's a great group, and I think last year, obviously, we had a few uh, changes to the team, and and I think uh, just having that one year under our belt, I think we're all familiar with each other now, and I think having another you know go at it again this year will be huge for us as a team, and, and I love the guys here, so I'm just uh, I'm very excited to, to see what we're capable of this year, and, and uh, 
obviously Huff's coming in. You know, he's a he's a great coach. You know, I've had him for a long time as a D coach. I think he's going to be unreal as a head coach, and I think a lot of the guys are ready to buy into that. What is it about him that makes you think that he can be successful here? Because he does have the relationship, and certainly has worked with the D core. Yeah, for sure. I think that's it. You know, he has such a good relationship with the, with the players, and I think that's huge. And at the same time, you know, he's hard and he demands a lot out of you, and, and he pushes guys. But he also on on the relationship front, you know, he's very approachable and and uh, easy to talk to and let you know uh, what's expected. So I think he's going to be a great fit for us. It's early, but do, you, coming here as well? but do you have a sense of maybe what the identity can be under him? Uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how camp plays out a little bit. Uh, I know he has some plans for us as a group, but, um, you know, we, we know we're capable. We've got a lot of good players in this locker room, and, and, and we know the style we need to play to be successful and, and, you know, be physical, be fast, you know. I think there's going to be, uh, obviously, some some younger guys in the lineup this year, which will be good to see, and, and guys that bring a lot of jams to the game, so. Uh, I think as a group and me individually, just very excited just to, to get camp going. Noah Hannafin, Flames defenseman, and a lot to get to in there. Uh, I guess the main takeaway today from hearing what Noah Hannafin had to say was it didn't seem quite as cut and dry, at least hearing from Noah, as we thought it was this summer. I think a lot of us have been under the impression that there was no path back to coming to Calgary past this season if you were Noah Hannafin, that whether it was a trade now or the trade deadline, walking away as a free agent, those were the directions that this relationship was going to go. But if you listen to that from Noah Hannafin, that sure sounds like a guy that's more in the, I'll say more in the Michael Backlund conversation than I will the Elias Lindholm one because a lot going on with the Lindholm one right now, which we'll get to when we hear from him in a couple moments. But it was sort of that that wait-and-see approach again that we've heard so much about from, from Michael Backlund. You heard him say, I want to kind of get a feel for what this group is this year. I want to see how things have changed. And, you know, if there is a path to a, a contract extension, there's, you know, Craig and my agent can handle that. Well, that's... That's remarkably different than what we've been operating under for the last couple of months here, that Noah Hannafin was set in stone, not going to be a member of this team as soon as somebody paid up the asking price or whatever came around from trade deadline time, that this was just not going to be a spot that he saw himself in long term. That's not what that press conference today told anybody. Now, again... Is it easy to come out and say the to take the wait and see approach? For sure, it is. You can still be leaning ninety five percent towards leaving the organization, and you know, say, hey, look, if we go on a miraculous run and find ourselves winning a round or two, then absolutely, I'm going to find a way to stay with the Calgary Flames. But I just thought it was interesting. It caught a lot of people's attention today that. It sure sounds like that door is a lot more open than we ever thought it was. And that's really interesting to me because I wonder what that does for an Elias Lindholm. I wonder what that does for a Michael Backlund. I know Hannafin's 26. He's been an outstanding pickup for this team in a quieter way than than Elias Lindholm has been when that trade happened with Carolina. But he's been as solid a top four defenseman that you could ask for in the organization since he's gotten here. And, you know, look, he says all the right things. You love the city. I love the guys. Excited for Huska. All of that's true. I wonder if anything's changed. I wonder if his short time in Calgary has, as he mentioned, getting here last week and, and being with the guys has sort of changed his 
his outlook compared to where he was at the beginning of the summer when there was a lot of doom and gloom around this group. There was a lot of negativity, uh, whether it was the, you know, what was happening with Brad Living and Daryl Sutter at the time. There was a lot of negative feelings towards that, and maybe his summer has changed that. I don't know for sure, but again, what we just heard there feels a lot different than what we've heard for from insiders and from uh, you know what we thought we heard from Elias Lind- or from excuse me Noah Hannafin going back to the beginning of the summer. Now the other key piece to speak today, Elias Lindholm. I mentioned him obviously in that same spotlight group of Michael Backlund and Noah Hannafin. The will he won't he back and forth of a contract offer that's been on the table for a very long time. Pat Steinberg claims talk was the first one to to tell you that months ago that the Flames have been making every every single step in the right direction to try to bring Elias Lindholm back, that the decision was firmly planted in, in his camp, and it was up to him if he wanted to be a member of the Calgary Flames long-term or not. Last couple of weeks, it sounds as though it's been trending in the right direction for both sides, and... As of today, we sit here without a contract extension between Elias Lindholm and the Calgary Flames, but perhaps one still to get done before training camp happens. Elias Lindholm spoke to the media today as well and had some interesting things to say as far as the progress of his new deal and the possibility of staying in Calgary with the Flames long term. Elias, just a lot of talk and uncertainty about a number of players entering their final year of their contracts. Uh, what is your approach here right now as uh, I'm sure these conversations are ongoing? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, a lot of guys on one-year deals and, uh, you know, we're just focusing on the on the season, you know. Uh, that's all I can do and try to be competitive out there and, and uh, have a good season. Are you are you open to remaining in Calgary playing long-term? Yeah. Yeah. So, so is like, it, are you pretty more open? Like with the new organization, new coach, and everything, does that affect a guy in his thought process? Or? No, I just been pretty clear that I'm willing to stay. So that's about it. So, what is there a timeline at all for when you would like to potentially sort of have an answer for for both sides? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, from my side, it's been pretty clear. So, what's it going to take for uh, for it to get over the finish line? I mean. There's a lot, but you know, we gotta work it out, and you know, but uh, right now I'm focusing on on the season, and, and the rest will take care of itself. Are you uh, are you evaluating how the start of the season goes? Does that make an impact on your decision? Yeah. Were you happy with the developments over the summer with Huska being the head coach and, and Connie becoming GM? Yeah, I mean it's exciting. Um, you know, no Husk for for you know been been around the, on the bench for for a long time, and. and uh, uh, you know he's a great guy. Uh, haven't had as, as as a head coach, but uh, you know he's uh, you kind of kind of know where he's at, where he's at, and, and you know talk to Russ and and Chile, uh, you know back in the days when they had him in, in uh, Stockton. So uh, uh, yeah, we're excited, and, and he's a great guy, and, and you know Connie's been around for for a long time too. So uh, we're all excited. Elias, when you look at this roster as it is today, I mean, there's some talent top to bottom here. What do you think this team today is is capable of? Uh, you know, last year we're we're coming in a lot of expe- expectations and and uh, on ourselves as well, and, and um, didn't live up to them. And, and uh, you know, 
still pretty close to, to make the playoffs and, and uh, you know, still have the same team and, and uh, you know, uh, maybe it's it's good for us to, you know, be, be a little underdog here. Were you, were you hoping to have the contract stuff wrapped up before before today, before you got to camp? Yeah, I mean, uh, that's something for my for my agent in Calgary to discuss, so um, I'll just uh, take it day by day. What is it about the organization or city that makes you happy to be here? No, I love it here. I love, uh, you know, Canada as a, as a country and Calgary as a city. And, and, you know, ever since I got here, it's been great. Fans has been good. And, and uh, you know, everyone's treated me well and, and you know, great teammates and, and you know, everything else. So, uh, you know, so far so good. And, and yeah. What are you sensing as you as you made your return to Calgary? And you talked about some of that optimism. But it, what is what are you sensing from the group as you as you come back into town ahead of the year? I mean, uh, like I said, we still have pretty much the same team, and and you know we had uh, we had some good good moments during the season last year. We just gotta you know string it all together and, and be be more uh, consistent, and and uh, you know we have some really good players, and and just gotta. You know, like I said, be more consistent, and and I'm excited about the season. And, and uh, you know, you always, you always uh, say if once you get in, you you never know, right? And and you look at Florida, they just uh, got in then in the last second there and, and almost made it the whole way. So uh, you never know. You just gotta get in and you know take it day by day, and and uh, you know we'll see what happens. Thanks, one of the four guys. Sorry, can I get one more in about the? He's one of the four guys who wore an A last year. What, what's the importance, do you think, of this group naming a captain for this season? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's big, especially in the Canadian market, to have you know have someone to you know uh, do the heavy lifting and uh, with all the media and, and uh, in the locker room and talk to coaches, so on. So uh, you know, it's it's big, and and uh, at the same time, we're uh, I thought last year we were. Or, you know, Bax is good leader, Tano is good leader. We, we had some good leaders, so, um, you know, it's just, just got to be someone that wears the sea and take the extra responsibility. Flames forward, Elias Lindholm speaking to the media a little bit earlier today at the Flames charity golf uh, tournament. That was a very straightforward and to the point Elias Lindholm. And... My my initial reaction uh, as we got the quotes this morning and hearing the audio was it, it sounded to me and look I don't know Lance Lindholm don't know this for sure that to me sounded like a guy that was frustrated hearing that it was a back and forth he tried to make it very clear in that press conference with Wes and and Pat and everybody else that he's been very clear on his intentions. He's always been open to staying in Calgary. It was never a back and forth. He's always been open if the right offer was there. He's always been open. Loves the city. Loves all the you know so all the same things that Noah Hannafin said there. But that sounded like a guy that didn't love having to answer those questions because he feels as though his side of it's been pretty cut and dry. That. This was never a question of would he or won't he be open to coming back to Calgary. It was just if the right offer came around. It obviously hasn't yet. He hasn't put pen to paper. As you'll hear from Craig Conroy in a little bit, he's got an update on that and feels as though talks are going in the right direction. But until it it happens, it's still up in the air. 
I was just, at a, I think a lot of people hearing from Elias Syndrome today were taken a bit aback by just how straightforward and to the point he was about his intentions and wanting to stay in Calgary. And was there a bit of frustration there when asked about wanting to have this contract done already or hoping that it was done by this point in the off season? I, I think it was pretty easy to pick up on some of that. Just hearing from Elias Lindholm as we did in that clip. It's never an easy one. This is as, as this is a, one of the more difficult decisions for Craig Conroy to make in his first year as GM is how do you handle this situation? Not only do you have a player that's, you know, obviously is going to be long-term for a guy that's closer to 30 than he is to 20. You've got a couple of those on the books already. How much can you afford to spend? Yes, the, the cap is going to go up. How do you project Elias Lindholm going into the future for your team? Can you, can this team survive? You know, you obviously aren't going to be the same team if you trade Elias Lindholm, if he walks away for nothing, whatever the situation is, if he's not a member of the Calgary Flames going forward long-term, this team's direction pretty much gets determined by whatever happens with him. And that's never easy having so much pressure on the one contract, but if you're Craig Conroy, this is the one that, with all due respect to Michael Backlund and Noah Hannafin, this is probably the one that says the most about your direction going forward if you're the Calgary Flames. And I guess if you're a Flames fan, you hear that, and you're you're one of the ones that was hoping that Elias Lindholm would stay long-term, then you've got to be happy about that because there was no back and forth from Elias Lindholm. There was no hesitation like there was at the end of off at the end of the off season. Go back a couple months to locker cleanout day and what we were talking about. We were talking about Michael Backlund and Elias Lindholm sounding very non-committal about this team going forward, about their futures with this team going forward. Fast forward a couple months into September, there was no not even an ounce of of question in Elias Lindholm's voice that this was he was perfectly fine being in Calgary, would love to be a flame long-term if and when that gets done. What's changed between now and then? I don't know because he, he was asked directly about the GM and the coach changing and whether that had an impact on his decision to be here. And I don't want to say he scoffed at it, but he certainly passed it on as though that wasn't going to be a major factor in him re-signing one way or another. So maybe it does. Maybe we've overthought this from the start. Maybe it is as simple for Elias Lindholm as whatever the, the dollars and the years wind up being, meet my price, and yeah, I'm, I'm more than happy to stay. Maybe it's, maybe it's less about the process of Craig Conroy and Ryan Huska coming in and trying to figure out the locker room dynamic that we thought it might be. Sometimes it is as simple as this is my price. If you pay it, I'm I'm more than happy to be a flame long-term. If not, we'll, we'll go our separate ways, but it certainly sounded today like Elias Lindholm was more than content with his situation in Calgary. And if it means being a flame long-term, he was good with that. Still more to come from earlier today, including general manager, Craig Conroy. He dives into uh, a couple of those player situations, including Elias Lindholm, 
and his contract status going forward. So we'll hear from him coming up after the break. Plus, Jonathan Huberto, busy summer for him, an important summer for him. Many focusing on him to have a bounce-back season as the Calgary Flames want to make the playoffs. How's he feeling now that he's back in the city and getting set for another training camp with the Calgary Flames? We'll hear from Craig Conroy and Jonathan Huberto next. This is Sportsnet Today here on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Rolling on an hour one of the program. Quick reminder coming up later on the show. Ask Andy, another edition with our fantasy football guru, Andy McNamara, is coming up. If you need fantasy football advice ahead of week two, kicking off on Thursday night, get ready to send those texts in at 960-960. Also check in with our pal Julian McKenzie from The Athletic. He was at the Flames Media Today, talking to some of those players, you've heard them in those scrums. Plus, he's got a couple of new pieces up on The Athletic. I'm excited to chat with Julian about a little bit later on as well. All right, back to the Calgary Flames. Heard from Noah Hannafin. Heard from Elias Lindholm. Interesting updates from both of those guys regarding their situation. But the man that makes those decisions ultimately is new GM Craig Conroy. It's been a quieter summer than most expected for Craig Conroy, but that doesn't mean he hasn't been working at things behind the scenes as he gets set to enter his first training camp as the team's official general manager. He spoke to the media today. Updates on the Elias Lindholm situation and uh, some thoughts as they get closer to training camp. Here is GM Craig Conroy a little bit earlier today. Uh, Craig, just the idea, obviously everybody comes back, but the business uh, never stops for you. Uh, your approach, I guess, as you enter, uh, you know, there's a number of guys entering their final year. What is your approach and what is your priority right now? Well, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, everybody wants to get things done quickly. And, you know, but when it's guys with one year left, they do have one year left. They're all excited to be back. And, you know, we'll continue to talk to them. I mean, that's really the what we've been doing all summer. And, you know, I think it's a different landscape. Everyone knows the cap or thinks the cap's definitely going up. So, uh you know, there's going to be more money out there, and, and that's that's probably part of the challenge right now. And then other things are, you know, a lot of teams are right up against the cap because it only went up a million dollars this year. So it's 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 been challenging, but, uh, you know, we're just going to work through it. Are you at any point or at any thought, do you think that there's a chance that you want to try and convince those who may have indicated they may not re-sign here? Is there a part of you that thinks, I'm still going to use this time to, to try and convince them that this is where they want to be long-term? Yeah, I mean, they haven't said to me, I want to be traded, I don't want to be here. You know, I think it's uh, the way the season went last year, it wasn't exactly the way we wanted to. Obviously, we had high expectations, we didn't live up to them, and and not making the playoffs was a big disappointment. So I think everybody just uh, wants to see. You know, I think with Ryan and myself being new, I think they're just, they want to see where this team's at, and I understand that. That's their right, you know, and obviously, you know, we're going to work through that together. The rest of the way. So, what happens? Does it change it for you if this team is in first place in, in February? I mean, well, you're hoping if we're in first place in February, uh, you know, then guys want to sign. You know, guys will want to stay and they'll be excited and they're happy and, you know, they're having fun, hopefully, and, and then it does change things. So, I do think it's a little bit of they want a wait and see approach to see how the season's going to start, and, and we're doing the same thing. I only ask because you brought up Johnny Gaudreau and you're sort of introductory yes. and have learned from that. So, what does happen if you guys are in a spot, don't have pen to paper from these guys? What then, do you do? Then, those are the hardest decisions I'll have to make probably to, you know, in this job at that point. But, you know, like I said in the thing, 
you just don't want guys to walk for nothing, and, and that's the hard part. And that's the, you know, we want to be in first place then, and then those are the really, really tough decisions. And, you know, I guess that's what this job, that's when I signed up for this job. I knew it was going to be, there was a possibility. And, and you know, but right now I just want to get them back, get them together, and get them playing. And we, and we want to do well. I mean, obviously we want to be in first place. And then the real hard decisions will come, uh, you know, at that point. Optimistic about some of the conversations you've had with Elias? Yeah, I mean, it's been good. I mean, Elias wants to be here, and it's just, uh, you know, we're work, working on that with his representation, and, and we'll just continue to keep doing that. But, you know, he's, uh, I, I think it's it's going in the right direction. Do you, do you put a deadline on, on players? Like, do you want them signed by a certain date so you can figure out the strategy? Or Well, you'd like to have them signed now. <laughs> you know, you would love to have them signed now, and it's just, it hasn't, kind of worked out that way but we're just going to keep working through I mean like I said you know when you talk to the players today you'll see they're they're excited to be back they're looking forward to the, looking forward to playing for Ryan so you know everybody's probably every team we're all optimistic right now the season hasn't started we haven't won or lost a game yet but uh, you know the one thing I like talking to the guys all summer is how focused they are and how upset they were with the way things went last year so to know they're coming back with that chip on their shoulder and the, the work they put in the summer I mean I saw Mark from the other day at the gym and you know talking to him in the summer he was he was skating earlier than he's ever skated driving an hour uh, working with goalie coaches in Sweden and uh, you know he's really focused and I think just like that everybody else doing the same thing. Craig what gives you optimism that it can be different this year obviously there's been staff changes but the roster hasn't changed a ton other than losing your leading scorer from last season. So what gives you optimism that this season can be better? Well, you know, I think the one thing they talked about last year, maybe it wasn't fun. They weren't having fun. It was a disappointing year. I think you get them back together where one year, all the new guys have been here a year now. They feel that much more comfortable. I mean, talking to Huberto over the summer, uh, you know, especially, he just feels so much more comfortable, excited to be here, excited to be back. And, and looking forward to it. And he knows what it's all about. Now he's been a year in a Canadian market. He's lived in Calgary for a year. And, uh, you know, just just talking to him on a daily basis, it's exciting for me because he's got a, a real good attitude coming in and we want to get off to a good start. And I think that's that's what they feel they feel the same way. One problem from last year, even with Tyler Toffoli in the lineup, was the lack of a game-breaker, a star-quality player. How does the team look to address that for this coming season? You know, you need you need those guys to step up. You know, Ryan and I talked about it though. We need to put those top players in very key situations early and often and put them in positions to score goals. I mean, I think at times last year, end of the game, you know, some some of those guys weren't on the ice as much as you'd like them to be on the ice. I think you're going to see those top guys on the ice more. You know, you talk to any top player, they can't do it from the bench. So, you know, they uh, all take pride in it. And who's going to step up and do it? It might be a different guy. I'm not saying we have Jerome McGinley or, you know, we don't have maybe one guy that's that go-to guy. But I think if, as a group, you're going to have someone step up every night, that, that's what we're going to need. We're going to have to be a team. Can you describe what it was like going through this offseason where you're kind of in this waiting period with some of your pen and UFAs <laughs> and you're sort days away from training camp and you're still in that position and you're basically dancing with the risk that some of those guys might leave for nothing. It's tough. I mean, you know, you, like I said, you love to get things done, uh, but with the cap only going up a little bit and now everyone thinking the, not really sure where the cap's going next year, it's been a little bit more challenging. You always want to get guys done, locked in, but I think after last year, they, they want to see where the team's going and what's happening and how, 
what it's like with Ryan, what it's like with myself. And I, I understand that. So I'm not, you know, I was a player too. I understand, hey, this is uh, something that they've earned so they don't have to rush. And at some point, you know, I got to make those, you know, like we talked earlier, makes hard decisions one way or the other. If, if we can get something done, great. If, if not, then it's then it's the real the real hard decisions. Just one last one. If it does come to a point where you have to move on from some of those guys, what would you want in return? Well, you know, you always have things. You go through you go through players at uh, similar value. You think so. You look at what they got for the return. So you're kind of in that ballpark. You know, so you, it's never a, a sure thing what you're going to do. Maybe it's a player for player. Maybe it's picks. Uh, you just never know. So you know, there's always a lot of different options going on. I still get this in. He, he just, you know, honestly, like I know what's been out there, but he just said, you know, right now he didn't want to, you know, he wasn't going to resign over the summer. He wants to see how it goes this year. He has no problem. You'll you'll hear him today in Calgary. He he, he has no problem being a Calgary Flame right now, but he did indicate that he wasn't going to resign in the summer. But that doesn't mean he won't ever resign. General Manager of Calgary Flames, Craig Conroy, a lot to dive in there with the GM. Understanding the wait-and-see approach from some players. Feels the Elias Lindholm contract situation is moving in the right direction. And then, like we heard from Noah Hannafin a little bit earlier today, wasn't ready to sign a contract extension in the offseason, but hasn't closed that door entirely. And look, I I think the, the most important thing in all of this to me is what Craig said somewhere in the middle of that. And, and you might have glossed it over. It might not have been the thing that you picked up in that whole seven-minute conversation he had with the media today. But the talking about tough choices, and again, the reference coming up to Johnny Gaudreau and not letting players leave this organization for nothing. I don't think Craig Conroy is going to go down that road again. I think he is well aware of what it could be like going into a season with this many pending UFAs and perhaps being in a playoff spot come trade deadline, being, you know, 10 games above 500, whatever it is, that those hard decisions still need to be made one way or another if player XYZ, Tanev, Zadorov, the guys we've talked about, Backlund, Hannah, whoever it is, those tough decisions still need to be made if you're not willing to put pen to paper and be a, a member of the Calgary Flames. Like you said, it'd be easy if everybody just wanted to to re-up now and all the contracts were done and you could move on into the season, but it's not like that. And as a former player, I'm sure he understands probably more than others the wait-and-see approach that so many guys are taking with this team. Last year was a disaster. I can't wait till we don't have to talk about it anymore because I think it... I, I'm sick of it. I'm, I get paid to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I can't imagine having to live it every day like those guys did. They want to make sure that that is gone for good and that will help influence their decision one way or another. No, I'm not saying it, it's going to work out for everybody. Maybe it's not as good as they hoped it would be. Maybe the relationship with Ryan Huska isn't what they thought and it's still not enough to make them stay. That's fine. But clearly the message he's gotten, that Craig Conroy's gotten from these players is that I need to see it firsthand to help me decide what this looks like and and how I feel with the organization going forward. That's how bad it was last year. But at the end of the day, Craig Conroy 
has reiterated at every step of the process, every time he's been asked about it, every time he's handled it straight on and said, look, there will be tough decisions. If we have to make them, I'm going to make them. And whether it means bringing up Johnny Gaudreau's situation a thousand times to remind us or to remind himself and the, the hockey ops staff in Calgary about it, yes, you never want to lose a valuable asset for nothing. I don't think Craig needs to be reminded of that. I think it's been very, very clear since day one at the Saddle Dome being introduced by Don Maloney and the rest of the staff that Craig Conroy understands and is not willing to go down that road again. So yes, has has there been less activity than maybe we thought there would be or maybe you as a fan would have liked to have seen? Sure. But I wouldn't be worried about this GM making the mistake of, of losing somebody for nothing. That's been pretty clear to me. While we're doing this, again, we'll hear from Jonathan Huberto in just seconds. But a quick reminder, we get your text in at 960-960 for your chance to win a four-pack of all-access passes to the upcoming AJHL Showcase. All you got to do, text in to 960-960 and answer Cam's question of the day. Cam, what's your question for the listeners? Which AJHL team, as of today, sits at the top of the overall standings with a 6-1 and one record? If you know the answer and text into 960-960 in the next few moments with your first and last name on the text, you'll be entered into the randomizer and we'll have a winner for you coming up in just a few moments time. One more member of the Flames to hear from. It's Jonathan Huberto. He's been in the spotlight as much as maybe the other guys have been this summer, but for different reasons. We know he's sticking around with the Calgary Flames. He knows that. He also knows he's ready for a bounce back season. Let's hear from number 10. Of your Calgary Flames earlier today. This is Jonathan Huberto speaking to the media. Jonathan, I guess as you come in here a, a year later, uh, how are you different? What has changed for you as you approach this season? Probably optimism running through the veins, but how, how do you look at this season and how is it different? How are you different? Yeah, I just feel like, uh, you know, last year I didn't really know what I was coming into. I think it's it was different for me, but now it's, uh, it's nice to be like finally settled, you know, got a house here and... Uh, you know, I, I know where, you know, what to expect, and uh, it's fun. I think I feel way more comfortable and happy to be here. You mentioned comfort. How, comfort are you, how comfortable are you with the, the leadership side of things? I know you took a number of younger players under your wing last year. I know it's important to you. How much of uh, the leadership do you think you can kind of instill this year? Yeah, I can, I can definitely be a leader. I think uh, that's one of my strengths, and, uh, and last year was well, – more tough for me to to uh, kind of do it, but this year uh, I think I'm going to be you know a leader on the ice and off the ice as well. So I think uh, I want to show that. I think uh, you know I'll show my teammate what what I can I can do. And with that in mind, how much do you know the group, the guys that are you know going to be here for some time? Do you want to impress upon those players who are entering their final year of their contracts that look, there's something here. You should be a part of this. Yeah, I feel like I think. You know, it's it's part of it. I think every team has some guys that are one-year contract, and they have to decide what they're going to do. But at the end of the day, we're, we're I think we're we're going to be a good team. I think they, they're going to see that, and uh, you know, hopefully that's what we want everybody to stay. So I think we're, we have a good fit here, and uh, we have a good room. So it's going to be exciting, and I think you know, it's uh, it's not our decision. I think it's going to be, be like that. But I feel you know, we're not going to think about that. We're going to go in there and, and try to get a 
you know, a good start of training camp. Jonathan, let me just follow up on that because this is not a very different roster than the one that missed the playoffs last season. So what gives you optimism that this is going to be such a good team this year? I mean, I think we have too much talent to, you know, last year to not make the playoffs. I think, you know, we... It was a weird year last year, I felt. You know, we never found, like, our identity. And this year, that's what we got to do. we got to find, you know, what kind of team we are and be a tough team to play every night. And I think that that's going to be our goal, too, to see that with the, you know, new new coaching staff and, you know, new GM with, with Connie. So I see the optimism, and the, everybody is excited for, for this year. Jonathan, just how important is it going to be to have a captain on the team this year and how different it will be? Yeah, I mean, I, we haven't talked really, but I heard, you know, wanted to, to name a captain. So it is, it's always important, I think, to have a captain and a team. And, you know, we'll see who it's going to be. But I think, uh, you know, the leadership group is already good. And I think, you know, captain and all the assistants, I feel we have a good group of, of, of veterans. And, you know, some young guys going to come in this, this year, and it's going to be important for... You know, for them to have uh, some guys that can show them the way. And, you know, I think uh, I have a lot of faith in every guy that is in the dressing room right now. What there was do a lot you of... need to do individually to feel like, okay, you know, what, what sort of season do you need to have individually to feel like, okay, that's me, that I'm sort of back at the level I think I should be at? Yeah, I mean... So it's going to be easy to to do <laughs> to be better than last year, but uh, it's uh, it's uh, no. I mean, just to, to get my confidence. I think I lost. You know, I mean, we talked last year about it. I, I'm kind of done with talking last year because I kind of this summer, you know, got got the confidence back, and I just feel way better. You know, coming here last year was a little, little nervous. You know, new team, stuff like that. But now I feel feel confident. I can be my more myself and. And it's gonna show. I think on the yard, be I felt like heavy last year, and I'm, you know, lighter on my, my shoulder, and I feel like uh, way better mentally too. So. Did you do anything different to, in terms of preparing for this season, or was it all about just doing things the exact same way because you know it worked in the past? I mean, you don't lose your talent. I think over over a summer, so I think it was more mental this summer to get and obviously you know working hard, training hard, but um, you know physically I feel really good. And then mentally as well. So I think that was my my biggest challenge this summer to get the the mental back where it needs to be, and uh, now it is, and feel comfortable, you know, to, to start the season. I know there's a lot of attention on Ryan Haskell, but I'm curious about if you've gotten to know Mark Savard at all. His job, obviously, to be in charge of the offense. What have those conversations been? Yeah, we talked one time uh, this summer, but feel already comfortable with him. I think he's a he's a guy that uh, smart hockey player when he when he was playing. So. I'm really excited to work work with him, and I think you know we're kind of similar hockey player. Uh, I would say kind of you know he's, he was a, a big playmaker, so I'm really excited to, you know to work with him, and he's going to give me you know a lot of advice. What do you want more out of this offense this season that you didn't get to experience last year? Oh, I think you know obviously we we want more offense. I think so. I, I mean defensively we we're pretty good last year. I mean it was always a one goal game and stuff like that, but. Be nice to take the lead sometime by two or three goals. So, I mean, I think it's it's going to be something that we're going to work on. But it's we have a lot of talent, so I'm not I'm not nervous about like your offensive skill. You mentioned uh, you're trying to do more to be more of yourself for for this year. How much is having good relationships with guys in your locker room contributing to that? Yeah, it's good. It's we got to have fun in, in the locker room and be like. 
you know, I think excited every every game, and that, that's what we're gonna do. I think I'm I'm a kind of guy that you know likes to have fun in the in the dressing room and stuff like that, and get the the guys ready. So I think that's what I'm gonna do. And after on the ice, you just play your game and play hard. Jonathan Huberto of your Calgary Flames, last uh, member of the team to speak to the media today. Obviously, lots talked about uh, the leadership role he's going to take, the bounce-back season he's expecting from himself, and uh, I think the the expectations for Jonathan uh, are going to be sky-high again this season to, again, getting back to 115 points. I don't know that we were ever on track with that when he came to Calgary, but get back to being that dynamic player, the offensive creator that we thought he could be and saw at times during his first year in Calgary, but not nearly enough. Uh, Jonathan Huberto going to be a big focus again this year for the Calgary Flames. If we turn things back over to Taylor for the text line question tomorrow, so get ready for that. If you want more information on the AJHL Showcase, visit sportsnet.ca slash 960. We're kicking off hour two with some fantasy football talk. Andy McNamara is next. Sportsnet Today continues here on Sportsnet 960, The Fan.